Here is a sermon that was preached by Pastor Ballon in one of the Sunday morning services. This morning, I would like to share an interesting topic with you. It says, make life livable. Make life livable. You know, today it is in our hands to make this life or to break this life. I hope all of you would have seen how a potter makes a pot. And as he makes that pot, he brings it to a level and he finds that that pot is not good and just he breaks it and again remake that pot. So in the same way, of course, we cannot remake our life because only once the life was given as a precious gift to all of us. So it is up to us to make life livable as we live on this earth. So I would like to take you through some of the scriptures this morning and to see what Bible talks about how do we live our lives on this earth. So before that, I just want to set a stage by taking you through some of the rational behind this topic this morning. You know, today if you look into this world, the world advertises many ways of bringing happiness in our lives. Maybe partying. Maybe spending uh, time going and seeing some of the shows. Maybe spending time in the beach. Maybe sp hanging out with our friends. Maybe uh, going for an exhibition or going for, to see some of the art gallery. Now, there are various things that we can plan today as we live in this world to, gain, to go and gain happiness so that we experience the momentary happiness in our lives. You know, at times we see the people of this world, they always want to enjoy many things that the world is offering to them. Now, we cannot certainly say that all of them are scriptural. We cannot say that all of them are bound by the word of God. Most of them we see, they are outside the word of God. But that doesn't mean that scripture is not allowing us to enjoy this world. Scripture is asking us to enjoy and experience the creations of this world. Scripture is asking us to experience the joy that God is giving to us as we live on this earth. You know, most of the time as Christians and especially as Pentecostals, we look at the world and we suddenly come to a conclusion saying that, oh, those people are doing things in an, in an ungodly way and we don't have any part in those things. Certainly true, there are many things that happen today, they are not in a godly way. But we cannot come to a conclusion saying that God is not forbidding me to enjoy and experience this world. You know, that eventually develops a kind of negative attitude among us towards being happy. But scripture, the word of God that we carry, it is asking us to live at the life for its fullness, up to its fullness. And this morning I ask God that God may speak to us and show us the kind of joy and the happiness that is hidden in the word of God that we can enjoy and experience as we live on this earth. God's command, in fact, God's instruction to his children is to be happy. To be happy. Scripture over a period of time, over and over, he reiterates the real happiness and the joy that can, we can find today in Lord Jesus Christ and in his word. You know, today the question that you and my, me may have 
How do we say that we want to go out and enjoy this world, experience the world? And how can we still say that we are doing things according to the word of God? You know, it's a desire for a child of God that, that he or she does not want to do anything outside the will of God. You know, all of us do that. All of us try to do things according to the word of God. But do we do every time according to the word of God? I fail. What about you? We also fail, right? We try to do things according to the word of God, but then many times we fail. But at times I fail because I do not know what the scripture says. I do not know what God expects me to have when I live on this earth. So this morning I believe that it is important that we put everything together in the light of the word of God. So this is what we are going to talk about this morning. We are just going to listen to Paul and what he says from 2 Corinthians chapter 6 verses 1 to 10. And we are going to talk about how do we practice happiness as we live as children of God in this earth. And we are going to talk about live life as one day at a time. Just take one day at a time, one step at a time in our lives. We are also going to talk about learn to laugh and also learn to cry. And we are going to spend some time to understand there is only one life that is given to each and every one of us. How do we make the best use of the life that God has given to us? And we are also going to talk about how do we let things go in our lives. So I just want to quickly get into 2 Corinthians chapter 6 verses 3 to 10. Let's turn to the word of God. 2 Corinthians. Here we find Paul writing to the church of Corinth and he is trying to say something which is extraordinary. I believe this morning there is a word of encouragement and I believe this morning there is a word of instruction to each and every one of us. Let's read from 2 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 3. We give no offense in anything. That means... We do not really breach the law. We try to do things according to the law. We give no offense in anything that our ministry may not be blamed. But in all things, we commend ourselves as ministers of God in much patience, in tribulations, in needs, in distresses, in stripes, in imprisonments, in tumults, in labors, in sleeplessness, in fastings, by purity, by knowledge, by long-suffering, by kindness, by the Holy Spirit, by his sincere love. Verse 7 says, By the word of truth, by the power of God, by the armor of righteousness, on the right hand and on the left, by honor and dishonor, by evil report and good report, as deceivers and yet true. And verse 9 says, As unknown and yet well known, as dying and behold we live as chastened and yet not killed, as sorrowful yet always rejoicing, as poor it yet making many rich, as having nothing and yet possessing all things. Here scripture is talking about something which is very precious. You know, when we read it first time, when I read it first time, I got nothing. And I had read it over and over again to, end, to understand and to find out what Paul is trying to say here. You know, Paul is trying to put two things which are contrary in nature. Two things which are contrary to each other. He is saying that your happiness today when we live on this earth is based on perception. Is based on perception. 
You know, how do we think, how do we take life as it is given to us? And number one, he says, people around us are thinking that we are deceivers. And he says, yet true. As unknown and yet well known. Are you able to follow me this morning? Just want you to see the contrary, con contradiction between those two things Paul is trying to put together. People around us are saying that we are dying, but behold, we live. People are thinking that we are chastened, but not yet killed. People are thinking that we are sorrowful, and he says, yet always rejoicing. People are thinking that we are poor, but he says, yet making many rich. People are thinking that we are having nothing and yet possessing all things. You know, life on this earth, it all depends the perception. How do we see? What is your opinion about life on this earth? You know, this morning I just want to narrow it down further. Paul is trying to say that at times we feel like you don't have anything, but that's not the truth. At times you feel that you are so sorrowful, but that's not the truth. Paul, you know, as a saint of God, as an apostle of the word of God, he has gone through so much in his life. And there's a point of time in his life, he lost everything. And at times he was considered so poor and so sorrowful. But he says, in my sorrows, I am rejoicing. You think that I am poor, but I am really rich. You know, life has a perception that we need to understand this morning in the presence of God. Paul is in fact talking about the joy of losing for the sake of Christ. The joy of losing for the sake of Christ. The joy of sacrifice for the sake of Christ. You know, this morning, one thing that we at times, you know, worry about or we fail to understand is that, Lord... Things are not happening in my life. Lord, things are not moving forward in my life. And at times we come across a situation that where our friends in this world, you know, they want to enjoy. They try to pull us away from God, but then we want to stay. We want to stick on to the word of God. We want to just go to Sunday uh, to the church and just we want to be in the presence of God. We want to have fellowship with the people of God. You know, we find two contradicting things fighting always together in this life. But you know what, Paul, as he was saying that, he's saying that it is all true that what you're going through on this earth, but one thing that is which is important is, are you willing to lose all this for the sake of Christ so that you can consider everything as a gain? You know, I, I know it is, it is so tough this morning to understand this, but I will just try to take, it, take you further a little bit. He's talking about the joy of sacrifice. You know, today, you and I say no to a couple of things in this world. Because we are willing to sacrifice. We are willing to sacrifice. We don't want to touch those things which are not, and not godly. And Paul is saying that there is a joy attached with your sacrifice. You know, I'm not sure what you understand what I'm talking about this morning. But what I'm trying to say is, when you let go certain things for the sake of God, there is a joy attached to that. And children of God, we need to understand and we need to grab their joy that gives us comfort, that gives us assurance. Just want to read one scripture. James chapter 1 verse 2 says, James writes to the church and he says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. What does it mean? Count it all joy when you fall into various trials. In this world, 
you have trials and tribulations. You have many times you are, you are not, not liked by people around you. Most of the time you are hated by your friends just for one reason, because you are a Christian. Because you want to be a child of God. Because you, you, want, to, you want to be faithful to God. You want to pray. You want to go to church. You want to read the word of God. You want to have such a fellowship. You know, you are hated in this world at times. But James, write, James is writing here saying that in 1 James 2, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. So there is a joy in the midst of our trials. There is a joy in the midst of losing. There is a joy in the midst of sacrifice. You know, that's what God is asking us to identify this morning. Let's move further a little bit. How do we practice happiness in this life? How do we practice happiness? Scripture talks about four aspects of practicing happiness in our lives. Job chapter 5 verse 17, scripture says, Job chapter 5 verse 17, Behold, happy is the man whom God corrects. Happy is the man whom God corrects. What does it mean? Happy is the man whom God corrects. You know what? None of us wanted to be corrected. Do you? There's absolute silence. Right? I don't like that. If somebody is coming, the pastor, you are, what message you are, what you are giving is, is not right. You, want to, you need to give the message in the other way. Do you think I'm going to like that? No. <laughs> right? None of us are willing to get corrected. But then, same time, we are also willing to get corrected for the right reason. Right? And I, I hope so. And it's important for a child of God. Job in his life, after going through all this, he lost everything in his life. And when he lost everything in his life, he came to a point and he was asking God, Lord, probably all these things have happened in my life because of my mistakes and I'm willing to get corrected get those things right set those things right in my life and scripture says prophetically he says behold happy is the man whom God corrects you know when God corrects us if you take it lightly in the sense not lightly in the sense take it easy and take it so deeply in your heart and try to bring that correction in your life scripture says you are the happiest person. When God instructs, when God corrects us, we understand that it is a correction is from God. It can come through many different ways. As we read the word of God, the word of God is able to correct us. As we listen to the word of God in the preachings, the word of God is able to correct us. As we pray, the spirit of God is able to prompt us and he is able to instruct us and correct us. There are many different ways God can speak to us. And when God speaks to us, if we are able to receive that correction and apply that in our lives, scripture says you are the happiest person. We're talking about how do we practice happiness in our lives. Number two, Psalm 127 verse 5 says, happy is the man who has his quiver full of them. Happy is the man who has his quiver full of them. I'm, I hope you all have seen Archer who has many arrows in his back and he puts all his arrows in a small, small packet, small, small holder. That's called the quiver. And scripture is talking about having quite a few arts in his quiver. Sorry, arrows in his quiver. And he says, happy is the man who has his quiver full of them. And if you read Psalm 127, it talks about a man who is blessed with a couple of children. 
who are doing good in the Lord. A couple of children who walk in the way of the Lord. So happy is the man who is the father of a couple of children and the children are godly children. And there is nobody else like him. He's the happiest man in this world. Scripture says, happy is the man who has his quiver full of them. You know, how do we live happily? We live happily by holding on the blessings that God has given to us. The man who is happy, the scripture is talking about, in his back, he's archer. When he goes for hunting, he has full of arrows. He's packed with arrows. So he happily, happily he walks forward for his hunting. A man who keeps, who holds all the blessings, who remembers all the blessings of God, who counts all the blessings. And every time he look at those blessings that God has given to him and he prays God for that, he is the happy man. He's a happy man. That's what scripture says. God wants us to count all the blessings that God has given. You know, most of the time we worry about what we do not have. But at times we fail to realize what we have. You know, God has blessed us with so many things. The moment you realize what is in your holder, what, are, what that you are holding on, what, what is in the quiver, you are going to be happy. Thirdly, Proverbs 3.13 says, happy is the man who finds wisdom. Happy is the man who finds wisdom. Practically, how do we be happy as we live on this earth? You know, some of us realize, I do realize, after saying something, we, at times we realize, oh, probably I would not have told that. And you know, we think, we think about it and we worry about it. Probably I could have handled that situation a little more, little more wisely. You know, out of our foolishness, at times we say something, we do something, and eventually we keep worrying about those things. And scripture says in Proverbs 3.13, happy is the man who finds wisdom. Happy is the man who finds wisdom. You and I need wisdom. You know, as Solomon was asking for wisdom to the Lord, you and I need to ask for that wisdom to God. I'm not sure how many of us are praying for wisdom to God. We pray for so many other things. You know, there's a secret when Solomon prayed for wisdom. He did not pray for anything else. He did not pray for wealth or health in his, in his nation, but in his kingdom. But he prayed for wisdom. Because he knew very well that wisdom is going to keep him happy all along. All along. You know, we all need wisdom. We all need wisdoms to speak. We all need to wisdom to deal with people. We all need to wisdom to handle people in our lives. Happiness comes when we do things wisely. Number four, Proverbs 28 verse 14 says, Happy is the man who is always reverent, but he who hardens his heart will fall into calamity. That means who is humble, who is respectful. Scripture says, happy is the man who is humble in his heart, who is reverend. You know, of course, we, God expects us to have a reverence on God. God expects us to give respect to the elders. God expects us to give respect to the voice of the Holy Spirit. God expects us to give reverence to all his activities, all his work. Happy is the man who is humble and respect God. You know, we need to learn all along in our life, as we move further in our Christian walk with the Lord, to humble ourselves, to humble ourselves and to respect others and to consider others much more than us. 
You know, most of the time when we look at others, we try to find the fault in others. Find, okay, they, that person is like this. You know, we just bring an image in our mind. And every time we look at her or look at him, that picture comes in our mind. But scripture is saying that try to humble and try to, try to you know, be reverent. And this morning God is telling us, there are a couple of ways we can be happy. We can be happy by allowing God to correct ourselves. We can be happy by counting all the blessings that God has given to us. We can be happy by asking wisdom to God. And we can also be happy by humbling ourselves. There are many other ways we can be happy and we can live happy. One thing that we need to do is we need to learn how to do or how to take one day at a time. How to live one day at a time. Now I just want you to turn your attention to some people who are living in terminal illness. Terminal illness means there is no hope. They are kept for dying. They are kept to die. There is no hope, no matter how much you, you know, treat them, but there is no hope. That's called terminal illness. You know, go and talk to some of those people. You know, I know a couple of them. I, I'm in touch with them. You talk to them every time they say one day at a time because they are not sure whether they will be alive the next day. They are not sure about their tomorrow. You know, a couple of weeks back, we, uh, one pastor, one senior pastor, he passed away in the Maritimes. And before, one week before his death, he uh, wrote us uh, in Facebook, I mean, his Facebook too. So he, he made a statement in his Facebook saying that my oncologist told me that I'm going to live for only one week. Right? Probably this is my last message to you. And just, you know, he just wrote, he's such a man of God. He told very clearly how prepared he is to go to heaven. He said, everything is set all right. I'm ready to go. But I don't know. Oncologist told me that it's just one or two weeks, couple of weeks. But you know what happened? Just one week later, we got another update saying that he died. He died. You know, there are people who are living in terminal illness. They don't need to worry about the future. They just need to worry about that day in their lives. But you know what? You and I, we know that we are going to live forever. Of course, we live forever. But in this world, we will live for more days. And we keep worrying about our future. We keep worrying about the days which are ahead of us. You know, we can bring happiness in our lives by knowing how do we take one day at a time. James chapter 4, verses 13, and 13 to 15, Jesus said, uh, James is writing saying that, do not boast about tomorrow. There are some interesting scriptures. I just want to read it for you. Let's turn to James. James chapter 4, verses 13 to 15. James 4.13, come now you who say today or tomorrow we will go to such and such a city, spend a year there, buy and sell and make a profit. Whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears from a little time for a little time and that then vanishes away. Instead you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we shall live and do this or that. James is saying, how can you boast about tomorrow? Because we don't have any control over tomorrow. How do we know that tomorrow you are going to live? 
But James is saying that just give it to God and tell him, Lord, if it is your will, I will do this. If it is your will, I will do this. And Jesus said in Matthew 3, 6, 34, Jesus said, do not worry about tomorrow. Do not worry about tomorrow. In fact, he said it this way. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Now, every day we have trouble, isn't it? Every day we have troubles. From the time we get up until the time we go to bed, we have trouble. Right? Students, they have trouble with their class, with their school, with their teachers, with their friends. They have trouble everywhere. Parents, you have trouble. And, you know, somebody is saying that I'm just, you know, living all alone, but then you have your own trouble. Nobody is totally trouble-free. And scripture says, in fact, Jesus said, sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Scripture is saying, do not just think about tomorrow. Do not just worry about tomorrow. Just try to learn how to take it one day at a time. In Lamentations, there is a beautiful scripture. Lamentations chapter 3, verses 22 and 23. Lamentations chapter 3, verse 23, 22 and 23. Through the Lord's mercies, scripture says, we are not consumed. Because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Great is your faithfulness. You know, our God gives grace and mercy to each of us each morning. And that is sufficient for us. Because his grace and mercy is new every morning. New every morning. Children of Israel, every morning they went to collect the manna for that day. And God is asking us just to take one day at a time so that we will have a happy living on this earth. The next interesting thing I just want to talk about this morning, how do we make ourselves happy as we live on this earth? We need to learn to laugh and also we need to learn to cry. We need to learn to laugh and also we need to learn to cry. Have you come across people never laugh? Right? I remember in, 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 our, in our country, there's a city. And in that city, there's a beach called Marina Beach. And in that Marina Beach, there is a man standing as a statue always. I don't know, how many, have you seen him? Yes? No? Okay, you all come from a different country, I guess. <laughs> so there is a man who stands there in the beach. And, you know, he, he doesn't smile, he doesn't laugh. And you can do just whatever you want to do. You can do to him to make him laugh, and he will not laugh. You know, so there are such people in this world. They never laugh. Right? They never laugh. They never cry. Of course, if they don't laugh, they don't cry. Do you know that? People, those who are not laughing, they cannot cry too. It's a strange thing. And how do we make life easy on this earth? We need to learn to laugh and learn to cry. Statistics says 70% of the physical illness can be overcome if we learn to laugh and cry. You know, it is important that we learn. You know, I have a habit, you know, as I prepare for the sermons, once in a while I just go to somebody who makes me laugh, who, who you know, gives jokes in, the, in between the sermons. I just listen to his jokes and I used to laugh, just myself. Right? You know, we need to laugh at times. There are friends, they gather together and they just crack jokes and they just, just laugh. You know, laughing is an important aspect of human 
And the same way, crying is also an important aspect. Let's take, to through, take you through, through two scriptures. Proverbs 17, 22 scripture says, A merry heart does good like medicine, but a broken spirit dries the bones. A merry heart does good. A happy heart. Laughing personality. You know, have you seen people who will gather around somebody who is always make people laugh? Right? So we just want to go and stick onto them so that we can always laugh. And scripture says we need to be happy and we need to laugh. The way we need to laugh, that everybody should listen. Everybody should, you know, turn and to look at you. You should be able to, you know, gain everybody's attention the way you laugh. Right? So that's how we need to laugh. Anybody want to show how do you laugh? Maybe not now. I heard some of you laughing. That's good. <laughs> but scripture also says in Romans chapter 12 verse 15, Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. You know, children of God, that's very important today. Are we able to weep with those who are weeping? You know, it's, it's a good quality of a child of God to know, to sense someone else's burden. It is very important. You know, I came across this story just, just that comes in my mind. One day, a little girl, maybe a four years old, uh, was uh, she was in friendship with another girl uh, her, her neighbor she's also approximately the same age both of them were thick friends and one fine morning her friend's mother passed away she died and when mother passed away there was a huge cry in that house and she came to know her friend's mom died this poor little girl just four she did not know what really death means and she, suddenly she was, she was disappearing from her house. Her dad became so curious where she went. And eventually, she, dad realized that she went to see her friend. And she went and saw her friend. And after an hour, she came back to her house. And dad was very furious. Who asked you to go there to that house? Because her mom died. And this little girl told her dad, Dad, I just went to comfort her and her mom. And dad asked, looking at the girl, what comfort that you can give to them? And you know what this little girl said? I just went and looked at her mom and mom was crying. Sorry, whoever died, the dad has died, so the mom was crying and I just got onto her lap. I was sitting on her lap and what did you do there? Sitting on her lap, dad was so curious and asked this little girl and she said, I was just crying with her. I was also crying with her. And you know what? That comforted, that would have comforted God. You know, children of God, we need to know when to cry. We need to, we do not hesitate to share the burden with someone who is going through difficulties. You know, God expects that when we do this, when we do not without any hesitation, we jump into that situation and to help somebody there. You know, you rejoice in your life on this earth when you experience the peak of life in terms of happiness and in terms of sorrow you know that's where you experience the fullness or the fullest of life that what life can offer to us this morning god wants us to live life happily when we live on this earth and finally or just before one we need to realize that only one life is given on this earth for you and me it's not worth wasting our time. It's not worth wasting our times. You know, as Christians, we are good in procrastinating things in our lives. 
We are good in delaying things in our lives. But this morning God is telling you, there is only one life. We do not have time to delay anything in our lives. I want to turn your attention again back to Ecclesiastes chapter 9 verse 10. Ecclesiastes chapter 9 verse 10 scripture says very clearly, Whatever your hand finds to do, do it with your might. For there is no work or device or knowledge or wisdom in the grave where you are going. Do you listen to this? Did you understand the scripture? Scripture says very clearly, whatever your hand finds to do it, just do it with your might. Because there is a day when the day is going to come in our lives, even if we wish we will not be able to do it. You know, this morning I believe God is telling us not to delay things in our lives. You know, I, I know that there, there, there are many things which has not taken place in our lives. Because we delay things, we don't do things on time. You know, when God called me to this ministry full time, you know, I was hesitating, but the back of the mind, God was telling me, do not delay things because there is no time. Time is running out. And this morning, I believe God is telling you, there are some of our sorrow, some of our deepest trouble that we are experiencing today just because we delay things. God is telling you, it's the word of God which says, whatever your hand finds to do it, do it with your might. You know, I have come across different people. They say that I'm waiting on the Lord. I believe, you know, God is going to speak to me. Unless God speak to me, speaks to me, I'm not going to do it. God speaks to you many different ways of his choice. At times God may not speak to us of our own choice in the way we want God here to hear God. But God speaks to us. But the moment we fail to hear God and delay things, and eventually we go through trouble. You all remember that story. One person, when he was, he was, he was sailing in the boat, the boat was about to be drowned in the sea, in the, in, the, in the river. And he was praying to God, God send me help. And God sent many helps. But he refused to accept all those helps. And eventually he drowned. You know, whatever we feel, whatever it comes to in our hands, God wants us to do it. God wants us to move forward and do this. We need to pray about it. We need to ask and wait upon the Lord to find out whether it is the will of God. The moment we get the confirmation, we don't want to delay it. We want to just do it. Proverbs 6, 6 to 11. Proverbs 6, 6 to 11, word of God talks about ant. It talks about ants. And it says, we need to go to the end. We need to learn from end the way they work. It's very amazing. If we ever take time, took time to understand how ants they work. The way they are busy. They are busy day in and day out. Every time we don't know whether they sleep or not. They are just busy collecting their food. They get very well prepared for the winter. They just work very hard, work very hard because they know. I don't know whether they survive through the winter. I don't know how, how, how many seasons they see in their lifetime, but they are just always busy. Children of God, God wants us to make use of the opportunities and times that God has given to us. You know, there are many forces around us. We get easily carried away by those things. But this morning, God is asking you that we need to prioritize things in our lives and we need to just do things on time. Finally, Another way or the final way that we can gain happiness as we live on this earth is by letting things go. By letting things go. There are two aspects I just want to quickly take you through. Luke chapter 6 verse 38 says, Luke chapter 6 38, Give and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over 
will be put into your bosom. For with the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. You know, God is asking us to give. God is asking us to give. God is asking us to let things go. You know, many times we try to hold on possessions. We try to hold on our talents. We try to hold on to many things and we are not willing to let that go. But this morning God is telling us the way we can gain happiness in our lives is let things go. Let things go. It may be an offering. It may be giving to God. It may be, you know, giving your life to Jesus. It may be, you know, surrendering your life totally to God. It may be many different ways. But this morning God is telling you, you need to let things go in your life. You know, unless we let things go in our lives, God cannot really do anything. The more we give, the more we receive. The more we give to God, the more we receive. We need to let things go. Finally, I want to read the scripture, Philippians 4, 7. Scripture says, And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. You know, today most of us are not happy because we allow little things to bother our mind. Little things to bother our mind and we lose the peace. And there is no good in worrying about those little things. You know, at times, children of God, we need to be just deaf and dumb to this world. We need to be just deaf, not listening to those things. Even if you listen to such things, do not take into your heart. The more you take those things into your heart, you will lose your peace. You will lose your happiness. But this morning, God is telling us, take things easy. The person who takes things light, take things easy, they will be able to move forward. They will be able to do things. They will be able to advance in their lives. And they, will, they are the person who are always happy. This morning, God is telling you again, just let things go. Let things go. I believe this morning, God wants all of us to have a happy life. All that I said, probably some of those, some of those areas that God may be speaking to you this morning. Just want to close with a prayer. Hope you are blessed by this teaching. Please write to Pastor Balan Swami Nathan at balan at hipm.org. God bless you.